Great, thank you. Um, it's great to be amongst friends. Uh, I remember a couple of times before Matt even started the announcements, I was up here, standing right next to him, waiting to preach, and he's sort of like, uh, still got to do announcements, bro. And I slowly sort of walk of shame back. Uh, so I'm getting better, but it's good. Thank you for bearing with me. Uh, we were just talking about before how uh, this series is particularly, um, um, I think, almost necessary for us to understand uh, what God's plan is for us, what God's desire is for us. Uh, there, there's a sense that um, he, he has good plans for us and he's wanting to do um, things in our lives. Um, but, but, I, but I think this, this idea of, of oneness that Jesus is praying about in, in John 17 that we, that we um, did a couple of weeks ago and we're continuing in today just brings a real clarity on exactly what it means to be one with God, what his goal is. Um, and so, you know, even, even in terms of the idea of love, uh, we, we go, okay, we, we're wanting to um, enter into what he has for us or um, follow him, and he calls us to love. And so uh, we, we have a, 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 an idea of what love is, and we just apply ourselves into that, but this idea of oneness even um, gives clarity to us on what um, it means to love, even. Um, and it was an incredible um, start to the the series, actually, because um, Matt really emphasised that Jesus is unequivocally for us. Uh, really, what this is in John 17 is a prayer that Jesus is praying. And if there's anyone who prays effectively and whose prayers are answered, it's going to be this guy, uh, the Son of God. Uh, he, he's, he's really vouchsafed uh, for us what he's praying for. Um, he is the, the, the concrete revelation uh, to us that God has always been doing and is now doing everything for us to be one with him and each other. And so we've been reading Jesus' prayer to his Father and, and our Father through him. And I wanted to hone in particularly on this section in John 17, 19, where it says, for them, this is Jesus speaking, for them I sanctify myself that they too may be truly sanctified. And so there's, there's um, a picture of one, oneness in the background, uh, but, I, but I think even that has a tendency to be a bit abstract or vague. Um, so I thought we might start with uh, a bit of a mental exercise. Uh, so as soon as, as, soon as something um, comes to your mind, feel free to run off with that. This is the first uh, probably an only time in this sermon, I'm going to give you permission to sort of let your mind wander. Uh, so permission granted as of now um, for a moment or um, a past relationship or anything really that you've experienced um, that, that recalls a moment of joy um, that uh, your you... You, you weren't even thinking about yourself, it just, it just came upon you and um, it's a moment that you, you can recall fondly, it, it's something that you look back on and you go, this was a great time for me, this was a really incredible um, season it could have been, but a moment even. I remember actually um, 
I was probably in maybe grade three, uh, coming out uh, on a, it, was, it would have been spring and it was quite chilly. I, I forgot my jumper, I was at school. And um, I decided to go sit on the stands with my lunch and the sun was shining on the stands. It would have been, you know, uh, mid-morning. And as I walked into the sun, I just felt the warmth. Like, I needed it because I was cold. And, I, I, you know, I wasn't expecting it, but it was there. And I just, in that moment, I literally, I can, I can feel it almost. Uh, it was a really good moment for me. I'm sure you've got more substantial moments uh, in your own lives. I definitely do as well, but that's just one that, that came to me. Um, but, 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 but recall these things, you know, um, um, a, a time perhaps where your mind was just completely at ease, that there were no worries um, clouding or crouched in the background of your mind, uh, you, there was a sense of freedom, rest that just came. You, you weren't necessarily looking for it, but it was there. Moments like that of joy and rest uh, are an experienced reality for us. Um, we have experienced these glimpses, at least, of times where we feel um, that things are right. And the vision that Jesus has for oneness, uh, the reality that he is praying for, is not something less than this, but it wants to break the bounds of moments like these past experiences or relationships, um, it's not negating them, it's not, it's not relegating them, um, sorry, permission revoked to uh, wander, right? Okay, so it, it's not negating them, but, but it actually makes these moments, rather than glimpses, it, it wants to open up um, to all of our lives. So, so Jesus' vision is, is more that um, of, of constancy, a oneness, um, where, where that fleeting state um, perhaps becomes multiplied in intensity and becomes an endless moment, an eternal reality. A, a, a vision perhaps for us, this is more conjuring um, um, a, a sense, more, more than trying to define it with words, but, but, but a vision of unhindered closeness with, with not only one person um, or a few people, but but all people. Um, the, this is the vision um, that Jesus has of, of these moments breaking out and becoming um, everything because they are behind uh, these, these, these glimpses that, that we're seeing are glimpses into reality and what we're, what we're living in, in a sense, is, is a shadow. Is it, we're not stepping into the concreteness of what reality truly is, which is, which is to be immersed in an eternal moment like that. So maybe do another gauge quickly for yourself. Uh, take some time to think again. Uh, don't wander, though. Um, um, are those moments of joy, moments that you can probably think of in your past, uh, perhaps you're going through that at the moment, uh, that would be inc uh, incredibly encouraging for me, um, but uh, moments of joy or delight uh, or rest, are, are these moments for you, are they becoming more frequent as your life goes on or less? Um, are your deep, close 
uh, loving relationships, expanding to more and more people, or do you find yourself consolidating or, or shrinking uh, that sphere to include a select few? Is your heart expanding or contracting? Uh, or maybe ha- has it just stagnated? You, you've reached a point where you've resigned yourself to not having um, that kind of joy uh, and love again or, or, or in the same amount that you had before. Uh, it was good while it lasted, uh, but uh, perhaps those were simpler times uh, for you. Uh, maybe you've tried grasping for more of those moments, uh, but, but you've realised it's a bit too forced. Uh, it, it's not the same when you're, when you're actively trying to go after it. Uh, you become um, too self-conscious, perhaps. Maybe you're still grasping. Maybe you're still trying to land yourself in that place. You're reaching out for things. Um, Socialising, um, partying, holidaying, less work, more family, um, as, if, as if the right balance of things, perhaps, would, would get you in that state. Uh, give you that, that sense of balance or rest or, or unadulterated joy. We, we do long for a freedom, um, an ease of life and relationship with people. And, and when I say ease, I don't mean that we want things to be easy. We're, we're, we're up for a challenge. We want to be immersed in things. But, but what I mean almost is... is um, to, to not be so self-conscious of trying to attain those things. If you, if you think of, um, I don't know, you know, think of a, a bird just sort of flying by. It's busy, it's about its work, uh, but it's not worried. It's just, it's just at ease. Uh, that, that's what I mean, at ease. Um, um, and entering into a state of being uh, rather than, than this forced effort uh, to be fully engaged and immersed in life, rather than seemingly constantly watching and controlling from the outside, rather than being divided within ourselves and divided from others. And it's here in Jesus' words that we have the very words that call us into life, oneness, In his prayer, we have this vision of unity. He is working that we may be one as he is one with his Father. And I think this this same idea, Jesus elsewhere says um, in a different way, but I think it captures um, what he's driving at. Um, he He says, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Is this not what we want? This this sense, this state, to be be like children in the highest sense imaginable, to have all of the world open to you, to have an openness that receives all the joy that is mediated through everything around you in this world, all things being from God, to be so immersed and engaged in what is lovely and good and right that you have not a care for yourself, but only for others. To have an undivided life, not tossed to and fro by circumstances 
or what other people do or say, but to always know that our Father, what our Father is on about and to live in delight, always doing the work that he sets before us. His work is perfect rest, perfect freedom. Doing his work opens up our eyes and our hearts to more and more of him. It opens it upwards to take in more of the divine life in all things, in all circumstances, with all people. This is the vision, a grand vision set before us. Nothing less than this is the vision. In fact, it's much more than this. It, much more than, than my words can try and explain or that, that the greatest sense that you've ever had of joy or that moment can do justice to. More than that. And it's here where we come to these words that Jesus says in verse 19, for them, for us, for, for his disciples, he's, he's meaning in that very moment. For them I sanctify myself, that they too may be truly sanctified. It's not just a vision, it's not just a prayer, but this is something that he is working for to become a reality. He is sanctifying himself. Jesus, the, the Son of God, takes on flesh and he starts where we are at. He says, I'm, I'm setting myself apart. I've, I've come to you and now I'm setting myself apart. But it's not to distinguish himself apart from us, but for us to follow him in being set apart. Set apart for oneness, for this vision. His sanctifying of himself is a conforming, a, a forming of, of the very flesh that he has into the image of God, into oneness. Uh, the, the best way that I can, I can think of this, of, of what he's doing is uh, and, and, you know, forgive me, this is just the phase of life I'm in. It's low-lying low fruit for me, but this is Andy, my son, right? Um, um, I, I see him. He, he came out. He was really a blob, you know, a, a cute blob, although when I look back, it does, he doesn't look as cute as I imagined him at the time. Um, but, but there's a sense that he's growing and he's learning, and, and I'm on about... Um, that, that process. I'm on about that happening. I, I, I have a sense, you know, a better sense than he has of what it means to be human. And I want to guide him along that process, draw him into that. And so uh, crawling, you know, crawling was a phase. So what I did, I usually walk now, in, you know, in my 30s. Uh, that's, that's my regular mode of transport. Uh, but for him, I found myself getting down on my hands and knees He's sort of just rocking back and forth, and I'm going, hey, no, like this, look, let me show you. And what I do is I come right next to him, like I'm right next to him, and then I move away from him. I, I, I set myself apart. He can't crawl yet. I'm crawling, so I, I'm doing something that he can't do. I'm setting myself apart as, as a human being, say, and, and I move away from him. But my desire is not to be apart from him. My desire is that he be drawn um, to me, that, that he become more like me, that we might be able to interact 
more. I, I do the same with talking. Um, I'd love to just, you know, have a, have a conversation with him. He doesn't understand me. So I, so I find myself just babbling, right? I just, you know, I'm going ba, 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 da, 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 just continuing to just say things over and over again. It, you know, on the, on the surface, I guess it's not that enjoyable, but, but when he starts doing it, I'm like, okay, we're, we're on the way to conversation. One day, I'm going to be able to converse with you, and that is going to be good. We're, we're going to be one in a way that we currently are not. And in this way, Jesus comes into our dividedness, our, our unformedness, if you will, our, our deformedness in some cases. And he unifies that dividedness. He sanctifies it into unity with God. Uh, he, he gives it a substance, what it's meant to be. He makes it true, good, right. No longer fractured, no longer self-conscious or deformed, but captivated by the one who alone is good. And he moves towards that goodness always. That's where he's taking the human project, the, the flesh that is on him. He's taking it towards his father, not to, to sort of tr blaze a trail for himself, but to draw us, to, to, go, to go a step and to say, come, come in. I want to know you. I want you to be like me. And what he does with his flesh, the very reason he became human is so that what is done in him and by him would be done in us. That we too may be truly sanctified. That's his words. So we can be one with him. Like I said, on the surface, it might seem like I'm wasting my time babbling incoherently to a baby. Um, on, on, on the other hand, uh, it's as he learns to form the sounds, as, as eventually he learns basic speech, we'll, we'll have a sense of growing closer, of being able to understand each other, being united more than we are now. When we can play together, sing together, laugh together, cry together, share our hearts with each other, then we will have a better vision of what it means to be one. Jesus' sanctification is to lead to our sanctification. So perhaps that's a bit abstract, the word sanctification still, but what is his sanctification? You know, what is it that he is leading us into? We see that he enters into the current state of humanity. This is, this is the story, the, the incredible marker point in history, the turning point where God becomes man. And then he sets himself apart from it, still in the flesh. He has his being constantly fixed on where he always needs to be turned. On, to his father, right? It's, it's as a human that he moves towards his father. He receives his father as the king and principle, the direction and will of his whole life. And he sets that above everything else. Jesus knows what truth and goodness and freedom are. It's all wrapped up in his father. 
So no matter what form he takes, whatever form, he is going to take that form and move it towards his father. That is where life is. And this very action that Jesus does, taking his flesh, his humanity to his father, is what radically reforms and guides humanity into what it was always intended for. Oneness with God. And I just want to clarify here what Jesus is doing. Perhaps you think, you know, that's, that's incredible. It's, it's easy for Jesus um, to come in and do that. But, but Jesus' life was not easy. Uh, it, it meant sacrificing the, the desires that he took on, the natural desires in his human flesh, wherever they stood in opposition to his father's self-giving nature. Wherever it wasn't like his father, as he saw his father, he had to reject it in himself. Even to the point of negating his own natural will to preserve his own life. Hebrews 5, 7 puts it like this beautifully. During the days of Jesus' life on earth, he offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the one who could save him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. But the reality is that even in this hardness, he has a delight to do his Father's will. He found rest in that. It was his food and drink That's the words he uses. It it satisfied the deepest part of his being to do his father's will, to move towards his father. And the reason he did this was his desire that we be sanctified and made one with him, just as he is one with his father. For us to be one with him in our flesh, in the days of our life on earth, right? Following him in all things. And then eternal bliss as we become one with him in his divinity. That is his goal, his vision, his prayer, his work, his very father's will. Jesus set himself apart in his earthly body so that we might be set apart in ours And in being set apart, join him in his resurrection to complete unity. We we do not know the Father. No one has seen the Father, it says elsewhere. But Jesus has made him known. If we move on from, from the passages we covered, John 17, 25 to 26 says this. Jesus is continuing the prayer. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them and will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. This is his prayer, right? It's a continued prayer. This is what he is praying. It is effective. 
So what does this sanctification look like for us? Just as Jesus received his Father as the rule and principle, the will of his life over and against everything else, we are to fix our eyes on Jesus for that same purpose, to receive him in everything, that the Father's love may be in us, the same love that he has for his Son. It means setting the battle lines against everything that is contrary to who he is. Perhaps siege works to to starve out the self that wants to define its own boundaries for living, its own boundaries for rest, for freedom. It's seeing him in his perfection and not going, wow, that's an incredible thing for him to be. It's going, no, that's where he's calling me. That is where he wants me to be, one with him. And not feeling a weight of impossibility in that, but knowing that he is the very one praying this prayer. He is the very one giving himself continually for that very reality to come about. We are to dwell and to meditate on Jesus for this very purpose to walk as he walked, love as he loved, die to self as he died. All of heaven, all of God himself has been earmarked, has been vouchsafed, dedicated, set apart for us to win in this regard, for us to actually conquer what is standing in between us and oneness with him, for us to be one, as he is one with his Father. And Jesus, it says here, right, I will continue to make you known to them. He's continuing to do that. Jesus will continue to make the Father known to us. In other words, if we, if we need to learn to crawl first, he's going to teach us to crawl. He will lead us in that. If we need to babble before we talk, he will lead us. And constantly the Father will open up in more and more ways. And as we see it, we step further and further into that unity. The perfection, the true perfection, who Jesus is in his totality, who the Father is in his perfection is unintelligible to us. We cannot even wrap our minds around it. We, there's no way we can imagine the bliss, the, the, the beauty that is in him. It's like me reciting my favorite words of poetry to Andy, tears of joy streaming down my face. Nothing, just babbling, confusion. And so I, I settle for babbling as well. But only for now, only for a time, because one day, the day will come when, perhaps he'll never love poetry, (laughs) but I will be able to connect with him. I will be able to converse with him. He will be able to share in the joys that I have, and I will be able to share in the joys that he has. In this world, we are to be like Jesus. All that he has revealed Um, of himself to us, all that is intelligible to us that we see of him, that is what he is calling us to. There are things that are so far beyond that, they're not for us to worry about. 
But what is intelligible to us, he has made known to us of his Father. He calls us to that. Never think that it's impossible. If you understand it, if, you, if it's made known to you, that's the invitation. Walk. Walk. He has everything, all of heaven's resources himself given to you for that very purpose, to make that a reality. He, who he is, following him is to be our food and drink, our delight, our rest, our freedom. Imagining being engaged in that and seeing this come about, more and more being able to converse with him on a level of oneness that we have never been able to before. There's no stagnation here. This is infinite, infinite beauty, infinite person to be known, to be loved. And he promises to continue to make his father known in order that the love that the father has for him may be in us and that Jesus himself may be in us. This is how we are to be like him setting ourselves apart for him, offering ourselves up as living sacrifices. Nothing else for our vision, nothing else to distract us. One thing. And here's, here's an important part. The, the unity and oneness, the vision. I, I know it's a beautiful vision, what, what we can scarcely imagine. The, the, the little glimpses we're having is already an incredible vision. But by definition, oneness, this, this unity will never be had in isolation. Never. We cannot have it for ourselves. It's an impossibility. It is for unity, for complete oneness. It has to keep on opening up in greater and greater measure to include everyone and everything, in fact, Paul says. All of creation being wrapped up in this. We have to be moving into people's lives where they are at, just as Jesus is doing that for us, helping them to talk, to crawl, to sing, to dance, Whatever we have learned, whatever we have experienced, what, whatever we are involved in, the unity that we are in, we are to call others into that. However we have been sanctified already, we need to reveal our sanctification as a sanctification for others. Jesus sanctifies himself, why? For us. We are sanctifying ourselves. Why? That more may come in. That more can experience this. The more people experiencing it, the bigger the vision becomes. It doesn't grow smaller. We don't become spread thin. That is what following Jesus looks like. And that is what we are learning we are learning what walking looks like. This is not something that we can set a perimeter on and go, you know, I'm happy enough being set apart at the level I am now. You know, crawling is good enough for me. 
Half of the people around me can't even sit up straight. If you do that, you will find that life and joy and unity and oneness begin to slip through your fingers. Jesus says this in John 17, 20 to 21. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Jesus sanctifies himself so that his disciples may be sanctified, but his prayer is beyond that, that the sanctification would continue, that more and more would be drawn into this unity of Christ. Instead of setting up hard lines um, or, or limits for ourselves, we're to have an openness to Jesus revealing the Father to us that tends towards the infinite, that tends towards his perfection as it opens up to us. A, a flexibility, perhaps a malleability that's tied to following Jesus as we continue to see more of the Father through him. God is in all things. He is in all circumstances, all experiences for this, to draw us into this oneness to shape us for it. The only things that matter in this life are the things that he says, the things that he is, the things that he does and calls us to. The only thing. Life is simple in that regard. Anything else, any other thought will counteract, will work contrary to this very joy and oneness that we know we need that our hearts yearn for. And not only will it counteract it for us, but for everyone we come into contact with. There is already an interconnectedness between every single one of us, every single one of us in the human race, whether we want it or not, but it is not complete unity. Not yet. A slight towards another or, or, or a withholding perhaps from someone, even in thought, a, a prioritization of time for ourselves rather than being a, a, a gain for us, it will fall short. In fact, our own souls will fall from where they are intended and it will be a detriment to the sanctification of others. There is no unity with one another without unity with Jesus. He is the foundation of our unity, of our oneness. To the extent that we are following him, that we are being opened up to all that he has, we will be united with each other. What, what Matt actually said a couple of weeks ago is so true. We cannot be insiders here looking out. We are called to move out, to leave things behind for the sake of sanctification. Oneness. 
We need to sanctify ourselves for the sake of others. Our oneness is founded on this very person, Jesus, who does the very same and is doing the very same for us. Jesus sanctifies himself, meets us where we're at and sets himself apart, right? Moves for us to follow. He shows us the next step towards the Father, conforming his humanity to that step so that we may be set apart following him in that very step so that the same conforming of divine oneness might spread to us and make us and others one with him. We, we, we were chatting just before the service. This is the will of Christ. This is God's will. There is no other. Jesus' supreme will for your life is not that you will achieve X, Y, Z, it's, it, it, you know, for him or for, for whatever, uh, that, 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 that perhaps you'll find rest and peace for yourself. It's, it, it's not that. It's that you would be drawn towards oneness with him and in doing so would draw others together with you. To know what it means to be truly human, to, to, to relate to divine life in a way that we cannot imagine. That is it. Filter your life through that lens. Our whole lives are to be spent growing, learning, and receiving the very person of Jesus into ourselves, into our nature, our being. It's a taking over of the flesh, a receiving of the freedom from slavery to the flesh that Jesus has instated. And this is not something that we're doing on our own. It, everything, every atom in this world, every atom in this room, every single person, the person that you're sitting next to, all of it is given for this very purpose. He is giving us everything we need, every single moment for this very thing. And what he gives is nothing less than what is required. It is enough. Let's pray. Eternal Father, we, we set our minds upwards towards you. We, we cannot... Um, perhaps even picture in our minds who you are. Different images flood our minds. But we thank you for sending your son that you may be known, not in, in abstraction, but in our very being, that we would be drawn into you. Not that we would disappear. Not, not, not I guess, as, as ink drops into water and, 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 and becomes nothing in a sense, but... But, but a unity just as you have with your son, that we would be drawn into that. We need it. Our hearts yearn for it. The longer we live in this world without it, the stronger our hearts burn, the stronger our hunger becomes, the more, the more despair we feel without you. Father, forgive us for ever settling for anything less. 
Forgive us for thinking that we know what it is to know you in its fullness. Father, forgive us for settling for babbling, perhaps, or or crawling when you have been calling us to so much more. Not that you expect perfection straight away, but you delight in coming to us where we are and drawing us further. May we delight in following you further. Capture our hearts, Lord Jesus. We fix our eyes on you. Characterize us by that. May we have eyes for nothing else in this world and bind us together as we follow you. Unite us. May we take on that very same heart as we see you with that heart, as we see the Father's love poured out into you. May that very same love be poured out into us. That was your prayer. Your prayer is effective. And so we open ourselves up to receive. We look to you and we follow. Lead us step by step. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, let's stand together and let's worship. Let's fix our eyes. Let your mind soar towards him as he has revealed himself to you. Let's share together about the revelation of who he is. But as you see him, do not be content to just see. Go to him. Commit in your heart to go to him this very moment. Let's do that.